last podcast previous to this one, I was recording from Valencia, Spain. Um, today we are in another location. We, my wife and I, are in Ponta Delgada, Azores. We are on the main island called San Miguel. Uh, this island chain that's here in this area are islands that are part of Portugal. Uh, our flight last night, we were in Lisbon. We actually we started in Valencia, trained to Madrid, and then caught a plane from from Madrid to Lisbon, and then finally Lisbon to here late last night we got in. We actually started our trip out in the Azores for the first three nights, and we've got now, uh, we spent one night last night, and we've got three more nights here before we fly back to the States. For those of you, if you haven't listened to the previous episode, we are celebrating our 30th anniversary, wedding anniversary, and uh, so that's why we're on this trip. But we also combined it with a visit to um, parts of Spain where our Spanish student that stayed with us for a year as an exchange student, Victor, we went and visited him in Leon where he now lives and then later uh, went with him and his girlfriend back to his hometown and hung out with the family. I talk a little bit more about that in the previous episode. But anyways, it's been a great trip. And uh, so now we're, we're... back in Ponta Delgada and and uh, we're in an apartment uh, this time for the first couple nights so we got tonight in this apartment that we're renting and tomorrow we'll make a move to it's considered I guess a hotel but it's it's at a a convent (laughs) and so it's on the other side of the island and um, beautiful place and we'll spend the last two nights there before we we fly out back to the United States. So yesterday morning, my wife and I were in Valencia, and early afternoon we caught a a train from Valencia to Madrid, and we got into Madrid and we had several hours before our actual flight. We had started to do some research about this park that's there, and it turns out that this park was literally just minutes walking away from this train station. And we thought, there we've got to go to this park. And, and I'm going to tell you here in a second why it was very important to us um, that we go to this park and why we were just very blessed and impressed by God in putting us in this train station so close to this park. Okay, so let me tell you the name of the park, Parque El Buen Retiro. This park is a park that I was in 31 years ago on my first visit to Spain. And it's a beautiful park full of trees and gardens and, and uh, just absolutely beautiful. But the thing about this park is that all the streets of the park that go in the various different directions, it's a huge place, and many streets, they're named after the nations of the world, or at least some of them are. And there's one specific street that was of very significant importance to me 31 years ago, and that was Paseo de Cuba. And here's why it was important to me, because my wife's family is Cuban. They left Cuba many, many years ago when Castro turned it into a communist country, and they eventually made their way to the United States through Spain first, and then came to the United States and settled in the Chicago area. My wife was born in the States, and uh, we are celebrating our 30th wedding anniversary. I think I already said that, 
but we're celebrating our 30th wedding anniversary. And 31 years ago, I was in this parque, parque del Retiro on Cuba Avenue. So I walked up and down this street praying for her, that God would speak to her and reveal to her the same things I was hearing from him. So little did I know that in East Texas, in that moment when I was in Spain and she was still back there, the Lord was truly speaking to her. She says in a way that was so strong, uh, probably one of the strongest times she's ever really heard the clarity of God's voice in her life speaking to her about me. And so here we are 30 years later, or 31 years later, I should say, celebrating our 30th wedding anniversary. And now I am with my wife walking up and down Cuba Avenue. And we're praying together now for our children who are all grown and asking the Lord for his plans and purposes for our lives, her and I, as empty nesters now. But in the last episode when I was broadcasting from Valencia, Spain, I was telling a story about a conversation I had on a train across the European continent back in 1989 with a man from Spain. And we were uh, talking about the gospel and he had shared that he didn't believe the gospels because it was written by dead men. And, and in that episode, I, I talked a bit about how the Holy Spirit began to lead our conversation and just exposed to this guy the real reasons why he wasn't following Christ. And it turned out it had nothing to do with any kind of intellectual reasoning that he thought of and said, hey, it doesn't make sense to believe in God, and so I don't. His reasoning was, and it, when it came down to the, the real reason, was that he was afraid that if he put his faith in Christ and began to follow God, that God would ultimately call him to do something that he didn't want to do. And so, as I think about that, and I think about even something that goes deeper in what this guy was saying, I, I've been thinking of this idea of, or this word of freedom, and, and what does freedom really mean? People think, and, and, and it's reflected in what this guy was feeling, that if, hey, if I follow Christ, he's going to ask me to do something I don't want to do. And, and maybe somewhere in, in the underlying motivation of this was this wrestling with I would no longer be free, right, because I'd have to do what God was telling me to do. And I think many people probably struggle with this idea or, or at least conceptually struggle with it and maybe never verbalize the struggle itself. But there's this underlying fear or uh, idea that I've got, I want to be free. I don't want any restrictions and limitations put on me. I want to live the way I want to live. I want to desire the things I want to desire and go after riches and wealth and and relationships and whatever else it might be without any kind of limitation put upon me. And so is this, though, the lack of limitation? Is this lack of limitation really true freedom? Do boundaries keep us from being free, I guess is the question. And many people just do not want to have boundaries 
put upon themselves. And I think that's what we're starting to deal with in a more um, overt and more clear way. We're seeing it within society, um, this, this idea of people rejecting boundaries. Uh, they, they are rejecting boundaries of gender, boundaries of sexual desire, boundaries, uh, yes. So you, you get the idea. We, we want to live without boundaries. So this idea of walking in freedom, meaning that we have no boundaries set upon us. People reject Christ through outright rebellion or through neglect, through unbelief, ultimately. Are they really free? They live their lives in a way that in which there's no boundaries, but are they really free? And perhaps you might say, yes, they're free. But is it a destructive freedom or is it a constructive freedom? And the thing I think about, and I've thought about this analogy over the years many times, suppose a river had a mind of its own and it said to itself, look, I'm sick of flowing within the boundaries of the riverbanks. I want to branch out. I want to reach out beyond the riverbanks. Do we know of any situation where this is ever really a good thing, where a riverbank flows and exceeds its banks? We, we just know when, when the water is not contained, it, it actually creates destruction. But the river says, I don't want my banks anymore. I don't want the boundaries of my riverbanks because I want to be free. But what happens when the river expands or expands? gets beyond its boundaries it creates destruction it creates death it creates chaos there's nothing good that comes out of it but for a riverbank that that stays within the confines of its banks that river is free to flow in whatever direction it flows ships can get through it commerce can take place there's beauty people walking alongside the river enjoying the scene people fishing from the river and you know the river brings life and there's so many analogies in the scripture where it talks about the river bringing water and life to the trees planted in its banks and and so i want to just say this you know conclude with this idea that boundaries that are set in our lives by god are not boundaries that keep us from being free they're boundaries that actually allow us to move and function with total freedom because within the boundaries, we're bringing life, we're flowing, we're, we're carrying good things, we're bringing beauty and enjoyment and whatever it might be. But when we try to live our lives in a way that exceeds the boundaries because we're trying to be free, it just brings chaos and destruction. You've been listening to God's Kingdom Outside the Box. If you enjoyed this episode, please let me know. I'd love to hear your comments, your questions about what we talked about today. And also let me know if there's a topic you'd like me to cover in a future broadcast. You can email me at jim at jimvince.com. And you can also leave me a voicemail from the show notes. And that's it. I'll talk to you next time.